Today we celebrate the graduating class of 2019-2020. The winter semester. <laughs> now crossing the stage with her honors Bachelor of Social Sciences with a major in political science Ooh. and economics minor uh-huh. and an attempted French immersion certificate. Ooh. <laughs> 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 it's Cassandra Maureen Blackwell. Aww. You got my middle name right. <laughs> After graduating, Cassandra is unemployed and moving back with her parents and will be trying to get a 9-to-5 job to pay off her crippling student debt. What a success. And now, ladies and gentlemen, crossing the stage, graduated as the first student ever with a Bachelor of Business Administration with an accounting major, minor in theater and performing arts with honors, distinction, and medal winner, it's Kennedy Gabrielle Aberdeen, TRU School of Business and Economics Valedictorian for 2020. Although the winner of scholarship and position at an esteemed accounting firm, Kennedy will be driving a beer cart at her local golf course for the summer. (laughs) Now let's all rise for her speech. The bosses will see you now. So what we, wanted, <laughs> what we wanted to share with you today is that we are proof. We are a testament <laughs> that if you work hard in university, you will peak and then flatline <laughs> after university. There's no denying that we That's were at our best option. in mm-hmm. the middle, in the thick of things at university. Like most people are there to get through it, to get a job, support themselves. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have ever left. No, no, we should have never left. We should have just extended that degree, kept it going, been a full-time student because honestly, it's all we have going for us. And th- that, that's, that's fine. Why, why have we been holding out on this episode? Because, you know, we're probably going to do a bunch of episodes on oh, university yeah. because like we said, this is kind of all we have to offer this is our wheelhouse right here it's all we can (laughs) offer that's maybe insightful at all but i also feel like we can give advice but we're also very unrelatable when it comes to university because we just really i mean well i think i'm unrelatable when it comes to university i think that you are the dream and the vision of what we should all have strived for in university Put my face on a poster. Uh, I think, I think they did. I think your face has been did. on posters. <laughs> posters, commercials, but like yeah. counting. <laughs> just one campaign. Just just one. Just no one. Deal. Am I blushing? What? I can't see you. So I think we should play a game of what kind Uh-oh. of you, <laughs> what kind of university student you are, and we should do oh. like a little like comparing, like quiz each other. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. So like I love some that idea. little like questions. Like if I just like pull up, like, cute. A little yeah, quiz Google, or something. Google like a little BuzzFeed quiz. Like which type of university student are you? I feel like we are very very similar. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay. <clears throat> you guys can play <clears throat> along with us. Cute. What is your ideal study environment? A quiet library at home, or in a group? Cass? Quiet library. Okay. I was definitely an at-home studier. Like, I could not study at school. I know. I remember that. You'd be, like, hours and hours on your bed. Everything sprawled out. Everything on my bed, you guys. This is where the magic happens. And by magic, I mean copious amounts of studying. I'm the so opposite. I would have to go get a coffee and, like, lock myself in the, like, no-speaking room 
of the library. No, people are like that. They cannot study at home or they're just like distracted. But for me, I was just so distracted at school because I knew way too many people that everywhere I went, I was just like talking to people. That's true. And also, I have to study out loud. I cannot, like how I study. Yeah, how I study is if it's accounting, I'm like writing the equations out on like my whiteboard in my room. I had a whiteboard in my room, like could not escape school. And (laughs) and I would just like (laughs) write and I would pretend I was like Mm -hmm. teaching a class that's how I would learn it and then or if I had to memorize something I would just like walk around my house and just memorize and like essentially do like a short like you have to say everything out loud yeah that's how that's so interesting Mm -hmm. fun fact everybody Kennedy was like I made so many notes for our podcast it was like episode two or three and I was like cool yeah me too let's like share google docs or like I write everything down and she was like this is my notes and it was her giant whiteboard like half smudged and erased being like here are my notes yeah I was yeah I was definitely not the most like organized person but I somehow managed it just by like yeah yeah, yeah no it would I'm a mess like I liked the library not because it was quiet but because it was like I need people to keep me like accountable but I needed to be strangers so uh-huh. a cafe worked really well for me too I'd go to cafes cafes with the library yeah just like to did you feel like if people yeah. were watching you, you would, you felt like you like, oh, I'm going to study more study. if people yeah. are watching me? Because yeah. everyone, if you're like the one kid in the library that's watching Netflix, everyone's like, what? But like, you want to be like the studious one, you know? Right. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, question two. You are at a house party. What are you doing? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, dancing the night away in the lounge. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just watching people from the corner or mm-hmm. ha- having a political debate in the kitchen. So, Cassandra, we know which one you are. <laughs> well, I don't understand why I can't select two answers here. Because um, I definitely am political debate in the kitchen, but I'm also <laughs> dropping it low while I do it. Dropping it low. You're, like, twerking on the wall while also talking about the green party. Yeah, like, my song will come on, I'll be, like, in the middle of the dance circle, and I'll be like, wait, I gotta get back to my argument. Where were you? Well, I think, like, my whole university degree, I went were you to, there? Like, one house party. I definitely wasn't there. <laughs> so that's not an option, though. Um, so if I was there, the thing about me is if I was there, I was getting low, for sure. Yeah, the tent, no, dancing. you go off. Like, when you party, you party. Like, you are having the best time out of anybody there you know all the words to every song you like get everyone dancing with you like you would never expect you were the type of person to be like no I can't go out you're no, like yeah, yeah everyone all the time you're yeah, the funnest no. person to party with but I also was never there because I definitely had like a quiz that was worth two percent of my grade two weeks later mm-hmm. that I was like "Ooh, no but like I have to study for that so I wasn't at the party is what we're going with but like you set boundaries so totes so it's I'm gonna like go a motto with here I'm gonna go with dancing the night away in the lounge yeah the yeah I think there's one more question. What job would you want most? A bartender at the hottest club in town, an academic at a top research university, or CEO Mm. of a big international company? Um, B, academic. I was going to say that's so you. Me, definitely CEO of a big international company. But, like, honestly, the bartender makes more money. Oh, 100%. I saw a statistic that, like, a bartender at a good bar makes more than like the average lawyer no i know so many people that have done their degrees master's degrees etc and are like bartenders waitresses because they make so much better money like it's crazy yeah and like a it's it's insane and like i mean both in the hours are like late but they're not you know you're not working 12 hours a day yeah, honestly, the service industry, we love it. If you have the personality oh, yeah. for it, we love it. I wish. I know. It's crazy. Okay, so our result was the scholar. 
Oh, wow. We got the same one. No, um, for you, oh. you got the scholar. I took the quiz. I put your results in. I took the quiz earlier oh. and I got the social, <laughs> <laughs> I got the social butterfly. Um, but then, I took, but then I took a different quiz, same questions, like yeah. different website and I got the loner. So I just don't really know. Those are two very opposite. Whoa, that is so different. And I think you fit more the social butterfly for sure. Yeah, a little bit of both. I definitely think that living by myself and having way too much freedom defined my first couple years. And then I got roommates. That was even more defining. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's actually super true, like roommates. That's yeah. a thing to talk about when you're going to university because mm-hmm. I had a roommate when I was in California just yeah. for like six months. And I'm a, like, I get along with pretty much everyone. I try to yeah. anyways. No, and you're the social butterfly. We, <laughs> the loner or the social butterfly. <laughs> we did not end on good terms. Like, we. Really? We, no, like, unfollowed oh my God. each other on everything. Okay, well, like, what happened? So did you get to pick your roommate? No, I was like. Par- par- like this girl she was from the station yeah and she kind of was just like more to herself like didn't have like a ton of friends so I really tried because I had a lot of friends through being a study abroad student being friends with the other study abroad students and I so really she wasn't good- a study abroad student she was a permanent student no, at the yeah. school okay yeah she's a permanent student and so I really tried to include her and invited her to everything but then she started to like just get kind of sketch like she would like oh. she would like get mad if the I like classics. used our communal microwave yeah. that oh was my God, in our yeah. room she leave me on red if I like didn't if I asked her for something no like if I was like hey could I it was just like very like passive aggressive it was very passive aggressive I think that's I kind of a tone in all roommate situations they end up getting really passive aggressive oh, super <laughs> passive aggressive kind of like when you start a business with your best friend yeah yeah <laughs> stop we're so good at this you guys it hasn't gone so like, barely yet. any passive aggressive <laughs> we'll talk when we come when we talk money we'll see what happens but yeah so we'll see what we happens with <laughs> Once we start making the big bucks, then we're gonna really start tracking our hours. <laughs> Call her daddy hoomst. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I think I think like we, friends, roommates, like anything, you just kind of because having someone in your space so much is just mm-hmm. like it, it gets to be a lot. I remember though, she had like all these like leaves taped to the wall of our room, uh-huh. like all over the wall, and then that she the found. End, yeah, like, from, like, the ground, like, dried leaves. Oh, my God. <laughs> she taped them all, and I didn't That's put anything cute. on the walls. But then when she took them off and left, they were, like, the paint was peeled <gasps> off. Right. And so I, I got charged with no. the deposit. And I was like, can you please um, send me the money? Because I lived there for six months. You lived there for three years. Oh, and my God. it would be nice if you could, yeah, the same resume for three years. <gasps> It'd be nice if you could, like, um, not make me pay for the deposit because you wrecked the walls and she like never responded like blocked me oh and I was like okay gosh honestly I was, like, though, just because you live next to the Canadian border in Vermont you're not very Canadian yeah that's so very nice of you Bernie Sanders would not be impressed with that behavior he's a senator there oh. <laughs> no 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 I know who Bernie Sanders <laughs> I know. is I know but I heard like Brittany Sanders okay anyways so yeah like roommates I feel like it it you they can be like your best friends but i know like and any person mm-hmm. they've ever known that has roommates they're your best friends but then they're just they should you know, not be your like best a, friends you have to send them a text being like hey girly could you like clean your dishes out of the sink oh. xoxo love you no the hey girly texts are the worst i had a really awful first roommate experience too so when i moved to ottawa i obviously didn't know anybody to room with and it wasn't like a study abroad where they gave you somebody or like set up any sort of housing for you you had to find it on your own so I found like this house that had extra room so it was by a room and there was like five other people as like in it there were all other girls 
mm-hmm. I thought it was really gr- great. And there was a girl that was like also studying what I was studying. I we didn't have classes together, but she'd taken some of the courses I took. Blah blah blah. Like yeah. her parents came and she, we met each other, and she was like, "Oh, it's so nice to have you. Like we're gonna be such good friends." But things got to get really weird, and like. And she would start singing to me because she really wanted to be in choir. So I'd be, like, studying, and she would, like, start just, like, (laughs) singing, like, in her room. And then she'd open the door and start singing, like, on her way slowly down the stairs. And, like, in the kitchen, like, singing her choir songs in Latin. It was crazy. And then I remember one time, like, I was so tired. Like, probably I was rushing for my sorority, so I was super busy. And, like, had my door closed. And she, I heard her, like, feet go up the stairs in this rickety little house. And she, like, stood right by my door and started, like, singing me a lullaby. And I was, like, studying in my room. And I was, like, I can't go outside. Like, I'm t- I was too afraid to go outside. It was awful. <laughs> oh, my God. That's actually, like, very severe. So quick tips on how to deal with roommates. For me, I personally, I can't really give as much because I was only roommates with someone for six months, but I tried my best. I, I did confront her. Oh my gosh, I remember I like oh confronted God. her before I went to the calf and she I'm was stressed like, so you. thrown off. No, but I love confrontation. Like, what? hence why I'm like, gonna you? Be a, I'm going to be a lawyer. <laughs> like, hello. So I got to like, but for me, it was, I knew it was short term. So I just kind of did Not my own it. thing and just yeah. kind of was like I can't fix this and but I kind of realized I don't need to be friends with her because it's not working for either of us like you don't have to be friends I think that's something that a lot yeah. of people don't know you don't have to be friends with someone you live with no I think that's totally true and it, it does get typical I think once you get beyond typically everyone like moves into dorms for a first year in big universities and then they find roommates and go and find joint houses to live together so my first year I didn't really like living with roommates I was just kind of like eh, these aren't my people forever like I'm gonna meet friends Um, And then my second year, I lived with two people I knew that were just, like, super good friends and my major and everything. So it was definitely a different dynamic, and it was important to maintain a friendship. Like, you had to be friends with them. You're going to see them all the time. You're going to live with them all the time. Best tip is, like, be very honest about what you're going through. So if you have, like, two tests in a week and you're, like, messy or whatever and forget to clean your dish, your roommates are going to be so much more forgiving if they, like, just Mm -hmm. don't see you at all and there's a mess around. Like, you just need to be as honest and open about if you're going through a really hard time or not because university is really really stressful and that obviously is going to change your mood and how you interact with people and it's also really important to have like roommate nights like even if things aren't like going that well like order a pizza watch a movie yeah. have a bottle of wine like have fun together like go out party yeah. together like you need to bond yeah I think it's a balance of being self-aware so you can be like look I know I'm messy not so they're like not texting about you in the group yeah. chat being like oh my gosh she's so inconsiderate she hasn't even noticed that her stuff's in here exactly and then also be friends with them Um, You don't have to be friends with them, but, like, be friends. Make an effort, at least, to, like, spend some quality time with them. Because I have friends who had roommates who they wanted to be friends with their roommates yeah. but their other roommates were so far to themselves and they just felt like sad that they couldn't at least be yeah. bonding with them a bit I don't think if you are going to be friends with them have other things to do as well like you need your time apart if you need other together people and that be you're friends. friends with yeah so like I a think balance the be- it can't be your best friend that you live with but it also like you need to realize what your goals are so like, if your goal is to study all the time and work really well from your house your roommate shouldn't be your best party friend because you're not going to get stuff done. You're just going to like party in all the time and not like be focused. But if you choose the people that are like really studious that you could get a house with, like choose them, even though they might not be your favorite people ever. Exactly. And I think like I agree. sorority-esque life, like I mm-hmm. know there's lots of people that live together really well, but with like the sorority being so much all the time, like you have an event every right. single day or for hours, it's kind of nice to live with somebody who's not in that club with you because you need space, you need your own thing. And you also need to come home and complain. 
and vent oh you gotta vent. vent yeah like honestly you have to vent. I 100% agree yeah, unless you're living in like a mansion like one of those sorority strat yeah. mansions oh yeah if you get the opportunity to live in one of those sorority houses that cost like 35 million dollars to build and you have like a chef live there yeah 100%. suck it up sunshine yeah you're, you're gonna be all right so i think we should go into some of these write-ins we had for instagram dms yeah. shout out because amazing you guys you listened we appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you so much for participating in our activities. Okay. Yeah. If the prof talks about it in class, this is something that someone mm-hmm. learned. It will be on the test. Can't believe I didn't know this crying laughing face. Oh my gosh, that's so true. I think that's like the number one rule I would give anybody is like, oh, I don't need to go to class in university. They don't often take like attendance. But if you go to class, you are going to save yourself, like, so much study time because the prof tells you exactly what's going to be on the test. They'll tell I've you. I've had profs literally be like, this is super important. Nod, nod, wink, wink, write it yeah. down, smiley face, teehee. Like, I've had profs do that. I know. And also, profs love kind of, like, sticking it to the kids who don't come to class and think that they oh, like yeah. if you like those kids are like oh my gosh I'm so smart like I don't even need to come to class I don't even need to review the powerpoints like I'm just an a plus student but they teach something that's not in the textbook they're gonna test it because then they catch the students who like didn't show up who still think they can get like the a plus okay <laughs> write in number two you gotta do other stuff than school to make friends so, so true. true I think the biggest thing is like between university and high school is that class time is not to like sit around and chat with the people next to you or do teamwork you go in you sit down the prof lectures you leave like there is no there's some discussion and when you get into upper levels and you have seminars but even then like it's so solely based on doing your work that like it's really hard to make friends yeah and I mean you might meet someone in like a group project and like I've made friends through group projects but a lot of the people you meet in group projects you end up it's like the roommate thing all over then you kind of like resent them and you're like we do not have the same learning style I can't function in this and you're not friends with them so like don't rely on group projects this is actually so funny I always wondered this about you because I always saw you going to all these classes and you would become like best friends with your partner or something like that and I was like how does Kennedy make all these friends in like her class like I'm not friends with the people in my class I'm friends with the people in my clubs but like how did you become <laughs> such good friends with the people you had to do work with? Because it was either A, I found someone that like vibed with me and we were the two people that did all the work and we just like yeah. had fun and rolled with it. Or if it was a class that we were like, oh my gosh, this is like very hard. We were the people that were like, we will color the poster and do that together. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was That's mainly true. like I did. I think I had some I had some friends with some people. I think a lot of them that I took away from group projects were people who had the same vibe as me. They were like, we want the A plus. We're not taking anything mm-hmm. less than an A or an A plus. So we're going to put the work in. And we were kind of like like every group That's project true. I found myself in. I was the person who was like facilitating a lot of the stuff. Oh, do you find you're always the group oh, leader? Oh, I'm perhaps? always the group leader, 112%. And I don't like always being the group leader, though. I don't like nagging them. I, I feel like a mom. Like, I'm like, I, I feel such a Karen. Like, I literally am just like nagging everyone. I'm like, can we do this? Can we do this? And you know me. My style is like, when we're planning stuff, I'm thinking about it. We're, doing, about it. It. we're doing it. Like, I repeat mm-hmm. constantly, and that's just how I deal with my own anxiety. But I struggle with people who are like last minute or just like we'll figure it out I'm like no no, we need a plan because I struggle relying on other people when like a grade is at stake 
I feel like that too. I always end up being like the group leader, but I think it's because I'm type A, mm-hmm. controlling. Well, you're very organized. <laughs> so I'm like, if I like someone will start doing something, they're like, yeah, let's do it this way. I'm like, no, no, no. I've already planned it out in my head. This is how it's going like, to go. Step A. You're doing step B. <laughs> but like, I think we annoy <laughs> people. Like, I think we're annoying in group projects, <laughs> but they love <laughs> us do. because we get them the A plus. Right. Okay, so some quick tips to dealing with people in group projects when you have different personalities. <laughs> let's go. Um, manage your own anxiety, <laughs> Kennedy. <laughs> Write down a list of to-dos and, like, divvy up together. Delegate. 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 Give people that deadlines. It's helpful having, like, the team mom. Deadlines. Like, if you're the team mom, deadlines. And I think, like, if you are somebody who procrastinates and if it's all in your head and you've done the research, like, say what you're working on to get to that point so it doesn't look like you're doing Totally. That. I think the both with the group projects and the roommate is just, like, being upfront with where you're at. So, okay. Yeah. The last one, the last write-in that I'm going to read off, um, there's a, a lot. Like, we had so many, but I'm only doing three, just for the sake of time. It's hard to narrow it down, but, like, again, we appreciate If you did write in that. and you were not um, mentioned on the podcast, Selected. keep writing in. Do better next time. No, yeah. <laughs> keep writing in. Comment on a, comment on a post. How comment on our post. Smart and stunning. Okay. Don't leave assignments <laughs> to the last minute and time management. Time management. I love this. This is like a love song to to me. This is like read me to bed, lullaby, whisper this in my ear. Um, I love having Mm -hmm. assignments done two weeks in advance if I don't want to have to worry about it two weeks before it's due. I love that for you. (laughs) (laughs) I... And that person that says that they can't work unless there's pressure. (laughs) Under pressure. So I literally, I like do work and like research and stuff, but I do not ever write an essay until like the night before. I could not do that. Like I just got chills up my spine. Like what are your time Mm -hmm. management um, like tips and tricks? What's she going to say, guys? A calendar. Let me guess. Oh my God. I wonder what it is. Wow. Um, (laughs) A schedule. Oh my God. (laughs) I would block off big times in my calendar in different colors for different like things to work on. Yeah for a week at a time just to be like okay you're actually gonna get in six hours to do this Mm -hmm. like if I don't schedule it in I will just probably do extracurriculars I always did extracurriculars over school which was what a naughty naughty school girl (laughs) (laughs) no I think yeah and for me it was kind of the same but like different like I would schedule stuff for days so if I had like Saturday Sunday off I would write a list of things I wanted Mm -hmm. to get done for Saturday and things I wanted to get done for Sunday but I would always get stuff done write down stuff less than I knew I would actually get done because the I found that the more accomplished I felt the more motivated and like the more relaxed because if I feel overwhelmed I can't focus like if I have to study for something but I have 10 other things to do I can't focus to study so if I'm like I'm gonna do finance all day Saturday and also all I want to do besides that is do my laundry have a shower and like prep yeah. my study session for the next week then it, once I get that all done because I hold myself accountable to getting it done then if I have time in the evening and I get something else done, that I'm like very relaxed doing that last thing because I've already accomplished what I need to for the day. So I always like underestimate, but still schedule enough time, obviously, like to get everything done in the weekend. That is really, really smart. I really like that idea because it's better to like focus on your strengths than your weaknesses. So if you get more done than you set out to do, like obviously you're going to like feel better mm-hmm. about what you're accomplishing. Yeah. I really like yeah. that. I also think for me, a big thing was like, 
laziness but also like getting the motivation to do it and actually sit down and being able to focus was really difficult especially when you have a million other things to do so if you can somehow like schedule time to study with somebody like even if it's in a quiet library you're not talking or not working together but just like an accountability partner Mm -hmm. that'll keep you on task with that scheduled time that you've allotted yeah i totally agree so those are just some quick study tips like we definitely have much more much more to offer much more to talk about we're definitely gonna do we have so much to offer so much to (laughs) offer you guys check out our resumes check out our linkedin (laughs) i like that um this is something that i wish if i went back to university what i would do differently is i would be way closer with my profs that's something i never did i hardly ever went to my profs with a question i didn't see them if i wasn't sure about my grade anything i hardly ever went to my profs unless i had to so this is something that you definitely did. Yeah, I lived, lived, like, camped out, <laughs> tented, sleeping bag, <laughs> tented out in my prof's offices. Like, yeah. I, from every single prof, I, yeah, from first year university, like, even if I didn't have a question, I went to them within the first, like, two weeks of school just to make sure they knew who I was. Because if you go to their office, one, they know who you are, so they can put a name to a face. Two, they know that you care and you're invested enough in your degree and your grades to talk to them and make an effort. Mm-hmm. And it also strokes their ego a little bit. Like, you're going, you're listening to them, you're trying to get their expertise. And So was that just, like, because you really felt like you needed to know them on a personal basis? Like, what kind of drew you to doing that? I wanted them to know who I was. And once you got into upper-level courses, like, when you had the same prof, they already knew who I was, and they already, you know, had pinpointed me as the, you know... I was I was the student that, yeah. you know, studied a lot, worked really hard, got the good grades, but, like, put in the effort to do it. I think as soon as you do that, you start... You create a little bit of a relationship with them, a rapport, and the more you talk to them, too, they have life advice. Like, I learned a lot yeah. about accounting, the real world of accounting, and it made me realize I don't want to do accounting because I... I <laughs> Shout out, my props helped me realize my degree was the wrong thing. No, I'm so glad I did accounting, but I talked to them about actually being a practicing accountant, what that's like, what... Do you think that profs definitely would, like, favor or grade higher to people that went and saw them more often? I would like to think not. I never once, I will say this on the record, <laughs> I never <laughs> I never once had, like, a prof give me something where I felt like, oh, that's, I'm getting an advantage because I'm talking to them and getting to them. I can't speak for every prof. They're corrupt, mm-hmm. pro- corrupt, co- there are corrupt profs out there obviously I'm sure there are I personally didn't have like experiences like that like I don't feel like I was given an advantage but I do think I had an advantage over other students because I would there were times when I would go in and would be like Kennedy no 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 you're going into way too much detail we're just covering the surface had I been too scared to go talk to them I would have spent four more hours studying trying to teach myself something I didn't need to know Yeah, I think that's a huge advantage there, too, that I think people don't really realize when they're going to see profs. I think a lot of people just go in to, like, ask one basic question and leave. They're not Mm -hmm. to necessarily, like, work through things or kind of get Mm -hmm. an idea of what's going to be on the test and what's not. But I definitely think in my my experience, I wasn't very close with my profs. I'm extremely shy when it comes to things like that, so I was, like, way too scared to go and, like, hang out or like ask them questions if I wasn't like confident that I could figure it out on my own yeah you wanted to go in knowing it first yeah 100% so but if I for the classes that I went and saw profs in their 
like office or office hours, whatever, and kind of had a face-to-face relationship, but didn't participate at all in class, Mm -hmm. I got a way higher participation grade than if the classes that I didn't go to see them, but participated in class. 100%, because they put a name to a face, and a lot of profs consider going to their office as participation. Yeah, so I think, like, it may not necessarily be like they're giving you the answers to the quiz, but they are... Oh, yeah. Like, favoring I think you. for sure there's... Because they're people. Oh, like, you're going to yeah. favor the people that you know. You're going to favor the people that you know, and you're going to favor the people that you like. Also, if you annoy your profs a little bit... So, I had profs who really liked me. I have really good friends with profs, still talk to them. Mm-hmm. Like, But I also had profs who I'm sure thought I was super annoying, because I would just come to their office all the time and ask them all these questions and send them emails. But there is a benefit in being an annoying student sometimes, you guys, because they don't want to deal with you. So if you send them like a bunch of emails asking a bunch of questions, oh, yeah. can we meet because I'm concerned I don't know how to do X, Y, Z, then they're like, don't worry about X, Y, Z. It's not going to be attested. Don't worry about it because they just don't want to deal with you, right? So there are times profs will give you the benefit of the doubt. Uh, one question I have for you and like you can answer however you see fit. Uh-oh. But when I talk to other people about like profs and stuff and some profs give them the time of day, whatever, yeah. do you think because you are an attractive young female who's super fun and has good banter and polite and that you had a better relationship and did better with your profs than somebody who maybe like a man maybe to their male profs might have a different relationship do you think that that helped in any way so I can't speak to every relationship I've had with every professor because Mm -hmm. some of them I watch those professors have just as good relationships with people their age male female I think I think yes. I think it would be inconsiderate for me to not recognize that, you know, when I go to, I attended TRU, it's a very international university, and the courses that I was in, they were filled often with international students who had language barriers, who had culture shock, who didn't have the same, it wasn't as easy to have a rapport with professor than it was for me because they were not used to dealing with that type of person or that way of communicating right? So for me, it was easier because I am someone who I've naturally always my entire life gotten along with people that are older than me. I'm not uncomfortable Mm -hmm. to talk to male or female people who are, have more authority than me or older than me. Totally. I think when I think about you and your relationships with profs too, I think that you are so confident and talking to people of authority and you're able to see them on the same level as you yeah that's true but for me I had such a hard time talking to my profs or getting any sort of relationship with them because they were such an authority figure and I was like scared of them yeah you're like I need to impress them so I would never like just do you think you have any tips for someone who's like very shy or maybe has some of those limitations Mm -hmm. like you said not being from Canada or from barriers. like what are some Uh, tips you would have for those people going into your prof's office Hi, my name is, and bring a question your first time. Have a question, have a reason for going. Um, You know, don't be the type of student off the bat, give them a good impression, go to class, sit near the front, you know, participate a little bit, show eye contact. Even showing eye contact if you're nervous is a Mm -hmm. huge thing. Like, showing that you're watching them, you're not on your phone during a lecture, like, that makes a big difference. If you can make eye contact with your professor when they're lecturing, just showing that you're actually listening. I will say I think TRU like cultivates a really positive environment around professor-student relationships. Like I think that they really want you to come to them and they are mm-hmm. there to teach. Like TRU is a teaching school versus a research school. So that was one of the biggest things I thought at Ottawa 
that I was kind of like, oh, I, this is an amazing big school. It should be better than this kind of thing, was that profs, it felt, I'm sure, in the same way I should have gone to their office hours. I should have made a rapport with them totally. Mm-hmm. But when you have that first class and you're in a room of 200 people and they say, this is my fourth class of 200 people, let's get through this material. Like, they're not, the profs are more there to do their research yeah. than to teach you. yeah. And then they say, I only answer emails between this time. Do not email me outside this time. Mm-hmm. My office hours are only this time. I will not meet with you outside yeah, of any time. Holy. You're very deterred from mm-hmm. going out and meeting them. And well, they don't want anything to do with me. That I'm obviously not a priority. Yeah. But I still think. So it was a lot. I still think you should go out and like yeah, I... go to those office yeah. hours and make a point of it. Mm-hmm. But it is it's going to be a more huge difference. It's yeah, it's going to yeah. be intimidating, especially because they're going to go. I'm actually not going to mark any of your stuff. A TA is going to mark it, so I'll see your grade yeah. at the end. But that's about it. <laughs> do you think there's anything professors can do to make like get make students feel like they can come to them more? Um, I think maybe not limiting office hours just to like specific yeah. office hours. <laughs> um, but I get why they have to do that. Having open office hours, I think actually being, like, present on email and, like, communicating. And maybe just, like, not responding to your student only with, like, an okay signed written on my iPhone, like, little write-up. Oh, my gosh, right. Like, actually say thanks, have a good night, like, yada, yada, yada. Like, yeah, be present, give them the time of day. I think profs should really be more aware of the different circumstances students are facing. Mm-hmm. Like, not every student is there to just, like have nothing else to do but go to university like most of them are like struggling to be there working jobs working come from jobs. other places working by themselves other countries don't speak the language like there's so many different yeah. barriers and struggles like maybe you're going through a breakup and that's like taking up so much mental capacity for you like I think profs should be way more understanding that students are people just as much as they are people. Yeah, I agree. I think there there has to be a balance because if they let one student get away with something because they had a breakup, then every other student suddenly has a breakup because they don't want to do the quiz on yeah. Tuesday. But yeah. I think I think you're right. I think actually being human, I think that goes back to just profs are human, so like just go talk to them. Mm-hmm. They also just went they went to university too. They get it a lot of the time. But I think, yeah, a lot of profs will come up with just kind of, they think that every university student is just lazy and trying to get away with stuff, when in reality, like, no, but you just had three midterms, and then you have two more, but you worked until midnight, and then, yeah, you're exhausted. Yeah, some awesome tips about professors, and again, if I could go back, that's like, I would follow in your footsteps on the professor route for sure. Yeah, but I think it's, like you said, it's much harder to do. We have to recognize the different environments because I think if you go to a bigger Mm -hmm. school, it's just not, maybe not an option. We should tell everyone to download. Download. Subscribe. Subscribe. Rate. Rate us. Review. Review. (laughs) Comment. Comment share dm guys dm us like i don't know how many times i have to like let you know like dm us google review like we just want to talk to you but definitely thank you for all the continued support and participation in our polls Mm -hmm, they're helpful and listening and downloading and it honestly means the world and we see every single one we do and because of the polls, we're going to make Cassandra talk about her sorority life and give us the deep, dark tea. And Kennedy's beer cart chronicles. Yes. All right, that's everything from us. Mm-hmm. The bosses are out. The office is closed. We'll see you next week. Bye.